Welcome back to DevCast, and this time it's in English because I have a colleague from San Francisco, Felix Riesenberg here. Riesenberg, is it right pronounced, Felix? Uh, yeah, I haven't really decided how to pronounce the name in German, but I guess uh, Riesenberg works. Yeah, Riesenberg, yeah. we said in Swedish. That actually is pretty close. Yeah, yeah. I think German and Swedish is are pretty close. So right, yeah. yeah. So I think you can just go with the uh, Swedish pronunciation. Okay, I'm very very happy about that. Great. And why I'm uh, calling you today, or we'll discuss in this interview, is that I have for a year or so uh, been looking for a replacement to WordPress. Uh, I have a WordPress blog at bustfrog.se, and okay, it's okay, but it's uh, rather complicated, and I don't want to know, I don't want to learn WordPress and PHP and stuff, I, I'm more interested in Node.js and so on, such things, so I've been hearing about a new blog engine called Ghost, and I've been hearing for about for a year or so, but... Uh, uh, in this this summer, I was more 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 thinking about how should I maybe move to Ghost, and then I do some searching on on the internet, and I find you, Felix, working as a colleague, and you had done some uh, stuff to make Ghost really pretty e easy to be installed on Azure. So this was really great, and I really want to talk with you about, of course, Ghost and what it is, and what's the the thing the differences between WordPress and so on. So so welcome. Felix. Hey, hi. Uh, should should you first introduce yourself, maybe? Uh, yeah, I think that would maybe be a good idea, right? So I'm Felix. Uh, I'm an open source engineer with Microsoft, and what that really means is that um, if you look at the developer environment today, and I think Ghost actually is a good example, right? We have so many things on GitHub. We have so much technology that is just available in the open source world, but at the same time, pe people still need to work on those things and. I feel like most companies today have some kind of team that is trying to contribute and trying to improve open source technology out there. And I'm just trying to do that for Microsoft, right? So if you look at Ghost, um, Ghost is an amazing blogging technology. Hannah and John and all the other people that are running Ghost have done an amazing job. And if I look at something like Ghost, I'm, I'm really wondering, hey, how can I make sure that Ghost runs really, really well on Windows? How can I make sure that it runs really well on Azure? Essentially, how can I make sure that people that want to use open source technology and that also use Microsoft stuff are as happy as possible? You said you, just... Yeah, you said you were your open source engineer. What, what, what's your daytime work look like? Uh, so most of the time I just contribute to code on GitHub. That's, okay. Right? So if you think about a normal engineer just coding in secret and the code is really, really secret and you can't give it away and there's like five security doors and our team, all our code eventually ends up on GitHub. Wow. Um, do you have any nice. do you have any work openings? <laughs> <laughs> right there. <laughs> ah, well, it's, it's, I, I really want like to be be on GitHub. And, and first, a question of, uh, regarding GitHub because you're there so often. How how do you find all the stuff on GitHub? It's so big. Oh, it is super big. Yeah, we're like not nearly enough people. I mean, right now what we basically do is we kind of sort by stars. There are a few projects where you know that they're big and that you should probably focus on them, and Node.js is one of them, right? I, we wrote like a little upgrade kit for Node and NPM, um, and we tried to make sure that Node runs well on Windows. And then there's the whole DevOps world. If you look a little bit deeper into the, the belly of the beast, uh, you know, you have like clusters, and you have things like Mesos and Docker, and 
um, various other creative ways that people have come up with to to run cluster orchestration in the cloud. Um, but yeah, it's like way too big. So at this point, we basically go on GitHub, sold by stars. And also, we're always trying to find find customers or partners that want to hack with us, right? So um, ideally, ideally, we have some kind of customer that is interested in something and that wants something improved, and then we just do it together with the customer. Mm, great, great. Uh, okay, Ghost then. Uh, what is Ghost? And uh, is it popular? I think it is. Yeah, let me quickly check. It has um, it has a whopping sixteen thousand eight hundred stars on GitHub, which is pretty pretty impressive, I think, mm. or I would say, right? Okay. Um, do do we have any blog any or other blog engines on GitHub that are comparable to Ghost that are mm -hmm. well known? I think Ghost is pretty unique at this point, mostly because it's entirely running in Node.js. Um, obviously, you already mentioned WordPress, which is the big PHP, MySQL sort of legacy solution. And then, of course, for the Ruby people that are interested in static websites, we have Jekyll. Um, and I think those three are really the big ones today. Um, if you just look at blogging solutions that you can host yourself. Um, I'm not really aware of any other ones that you know compare in popularity or in features. But like uh, Django and this kind of stuff, this kind of uh, engines. Yeah, right, but if you consider Django, I mean, at that point, you're really more talking about content management systems, and I think Ghost really is not trying to be one. I, I would also say with WordPress, even though it can like sort of be morphed into working as a content management system, really isn't one. Um, if, you look, if you look at things like Django or the good old Typo 3 or all these other major content management systems, I think if you look at a blog, what you really want is something really lightweight, that allows you to quickly write posts, maybe have a commenting system, you know, have some tags, and then may or may not be like a few pages in there, but you don't necessarily have the full content management flow where you have like approval workflows and pages and subpages and custom menus and um, you know, a complex media system. Um, and I think I also think that's one of the great benefits of Ghost is that it's so freaking lightweight. It's really, really small, it's really tiny, it doesn't eat up a lot of resources. Um, so, and, so if I should compare it with WordPress, because I think many of my listeners know about WordPress, but not so many know about Ghost. What, what's what's the difference, and why should I choose Ghost instead of WordPress? Uh, so, I think one of the major differences is that so Ghost is entirely written in JavaScript, um, and it's entirely based on Node.js, and it doesn't necessarily require a database because it's running in SQLite. So basically, if you look at WordPress, and WordPress is an amazing technology. I don't think I'm trying to convince anyone that WordPress is bad, but WordPress is a few years old at this point, right? Uh, let's quickly check WordPress. When was it even founded? Um, 15 I mean, years it, ago or something like that? Or? Yeah, 2003. Okay. Right? If you consider that. So when WordPress came around, YouTube hasn't been founded yet and wouldn't, you know... <laughs> isn't going to be founded for a few years. Like at the point where YouTube comes around, WordPress is already an established old blogging engine. Um, and that comes with a few downsides, right? So you need your own, let's, let's just list all the downsides. Um, one of them is the technology stack. So WordPress, as amazing as it is, you need a few things running. You need PHP, you need MySQL, and then you need a patch to like surf your stuff. Whereas um, if you do something today, like a blog, really you don't need anything if you think about it. So you have uh, another thing that came way before Ghost came around was Jackal, which 
is essentially generating static websites. And if you ever looked at GitHub pages, that's essentially um, how they how they make their pages, where you just take a bunch of um, markdown files and turn those into uh, static HTML, and that just becomes your blog. Um, which also takes me to the second issue, which is formatting. Um, so I haven't used WordPress in, I think, about four years now, so I'm not entirely sure that's still a fair statement. But what WordPress still has to deal with is that because it's a bit closer to a content management system, at the very top you put in something that looks like HTML or feels like HTML, and then WordPress does some operations on it, and then it becomes your blog. Um, and I distinctly remember, for instance, fighting with uh, line breaks for the longest time in WordPress. Whereas what Ghost is using, if you ever used, if you ever used GitHub or any other pages, you might appreciate that, um, Ghost is just using Markdown, like straight-up Markdown, which, of course, accepts HTML. And if you do use HTML, that is exactly the HTML that ends up on the page. But if you don't want to use HTML, you can essentially just write text files, and it works beautifully well. Yeah, we'll uh, talk about a bit about Markdown later, because I think that's one of the main features that I would choose Go. So, so uh, we, we save that for later. Yeah. Mm. But I think at the, very, at the very top level, if you just think about it, if you feel like WordPress is a little bit too bloated and too big and has too many features and you'd rather have something that is a bit more lightweight and you know, easier for to use, Ghost really has the benefit of just requiring Node.js. And you can run it wherever you just have Node.js. If you quickly want to run a blog on your own, on your own machine and set it up, all you need is Node.js. And chances are you already have Node.js installed. right? Um, if you ever use the Azure cross-platform CLI, for instance, that is written in Node.js, you probably have Node.js. Um, Two things that uh, I think when, when, I, when I look into Ghost that I think WordPress is, is better is, of course, uh, teams, themes and uh, add-ins. You have much more to choose from. Yeah, yeah that is definitely true, right? Mm. So if you think about features, it doesn't even compare. Like WordPress has a bazillion more features. And even if you, as you said, if you don't even consider the features that are in WordPress themselves... WordPress has been around for so long that there is a bazillion add-ons that you can easily plug into your blog. So I think for anyone that is specifically looking for a lot of features, WordPress is going to be the thing. Um, and I, I, don't think, I don't think the Ghost team is going to be mad if I say that, but uh, Ghost has, um, has a really smart plan for how they want to integrate add-ons, but they also don't have add-ons right now. So it's really, you either go with the feature set that they have, or you don't, right? Yeah, that's great. Uh, should we uh, take a step back? Because uh, you have been part of the Ghost uh, development team, of course, and you had to help them to to make Ghost run better on Azure. Is it so? Um, so this is this is this is difficult. So let me quickly explain how the open source world works. Um, I I put some code into Ghost, but that doesn't necessarily mean I'm part of the team. So this is this is tricky because Ghost is. A really really nice team, but essentially behind Ghost is a little company which is also called Ghost, and uh, they had this amazing plan that they would build this beautiful blogging engine. And instead of just having people pay for it as a service, they also made it open source so other people could host it themselves. And the reason they did that, and that is the case for many many other technology solutions today like Docker or Linux, is the idea that if many many people use it they will probably contribute code and make your product better, right? That is sort of the idea. Um, so in this case, in the case of Ghost, there's a little core team of a few people, um, and they're doing an amazing job 
However, Ghost is also kind enough to, um, in their credits, if you go to the About page, list the, I think, top 20 people that contributed code. And I'm one of those people. I'm one of the people that contributed a decent amount of code, even though I haven't in, like, weeks. But, you know, I'm still up there. Um, however, I'm not part of the Ghost core team. If it came to any major decisions, I wouldn't have any, you know, my voice wouldn't really count. And you do that? of course, as a Microsoft employee, not as a private person. Uh, yeah. Or is yeah. this complicated also? Uh, that's also complicated, right? Because it sort of depends on, because that sort of blurs the line between what is fun and what is not fun. In the case of Ghost, um, it's, it's really the case that Ghost, I really like Ghost and I was sort of not fed up with WordPress, but I was like, this feels also sluggish and old. And when Ghost first came out, there were a bunch of features missing. A few of them I really, really cared about, and I just really wanted to help implement them and fix some of the bugs. Um, and also, it's a lot of fun, right? It's a lot of fun to see this new thing growing and like um, have more and more people use Ghost. And, um, yeah. Uh, I, I'm a bit afraid about that. It seems that the, the Ghost version number is too small, if you understand me. I'm, I'm a bit afraid to, to, <laughs> to host my own blog yet. It, it, I, uh, is that the concern that I should think about? or uh, I wouldn't say so, because version numbers these days really are whatever people choose, right? So if you take Node.js as an example... Yeah, you can hope um, all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? You're but right. Node, Node follows the same, the same logic that uh, Ghost used to follow. And if you, if you have counted, um, the previous to last version was Node 0 0.12. And before that, we had 0 0.11 and 0.10. And now, a few days ago, they released uh, Node 4.0, which is, of course, totally confusing to everyone. Um, do, you know, they... uh, do you know why they said 4.0 or something like that? Not 1.0. Yeah, we can. We, this is like a side-tracking thing, but I think Node was never supposed to go with very soon. However, this fork that came around called io.js, um, they used the version 1, and they also very quickly used version 2, and then very quickly version 3. Oh, uh, and they merged back into one version number, so they just chose the next bigger one, which was 4.0. Um, but so yeah, so in the case of Ghost, to, to be like very precise to your question, no, I wouldn't worry about it. Uh, Ghost has been around for a while now, um, and it's extremely stable. Uh, I think what is more interesting is if you look at the number of releases and how much code has been submitted. Um, and Ghost right now has, uh, check, 49 releases, right? Um, so 49 times they released a new version. And I think that's really what you should look for today because version numbers don't really mean anything. There's so much software that is being released as 1.0 and it's probably ESL. This is a very uh, question I really need to ask you because you're uh, talking about it right now. How should I see if a project is uh, good on GitHub? How, how should I in some way uh, look from the outside and see this is a project I can trust or something like that? Uh, so one good number is always many people have started or forked or watched the project. So if you go to GitHub on the upper right, there are three numbers, uh, the watchers and the stars and the forks. Um, and the stars and the forks are interesting. Forks mean how many people have forked the repository and started working on them. Um, stars is also interesting because it just means how many people consider this project to be cool enough to like favorite it. And then the other thing that is really interesting is the amount of contributors. So, and that really depends on 
Uh, that really depends on the project that you're looking for, because obviously smaller projects need less developers. But if you look at, for instance, let's assume for a moment you found an operating system on GitHub, right? And it had like five developers working on it. I think it would be very easy for us to say, well, with five developers, you're probably not going to build something great, right? Whereas the case of Ghost, Ghost right now is like 228 contributors. And if you look at something else, maybe Facebook's React, let me quickly do that, how many people they have. But Facebook React, for instance, has 28,000 stars and 500 contributors, right? So that is clearly super popular. And in the case of open source, popularity usually is like a little bit unfair, but popularity more often than not um, is what you're looking for because... When you're wondering, should I use something, what you're really wondering is how many people have already tried that and how many people have potentially found issues that they either fixed or <laughs> were really vocal about, right? Um, it's totally possible that there is a lot of technology out there that is not popular and also great, but if you want to protect yourself and you just want to go with stuff that is good, going with something that is popular sort of gives you the guarantee that you're not the first person to try it. Great. Thank you, Felix, because this is a very... I think we are always talking about, especially with the, the JavaScript uh, frameworks that pop ups each day, new ones. Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. But we should go a bit uh, deeper and talk a bit, a bit more about the technical aspect of of Ghost. First, about the the Ghost itself and how you run the Ghost. Uh, how do you run Ghost in Azure, not the Ghost? Uh, yeah. One thing that I, when I first started with Ghost, was it was uh, very fast compared to WordPress. And I very interesting in, um, for example, how do you store images? How do you store the content and so on? Do you say SQLite? Is it so, or is it just that uh, static files? Or yeah, uh, maybe we can maybe we can talk about that a little bit. So um, I think the very basis is here that you should consider that Node.js is really popular these days. Um, so. There's really only one company that is running PHP at a bigger scale, and that is Facebook. And Facebook is doing it natively. So most of the PHP today is really C code, which allows them to be very, very fast. Um, so it's not necessarily that it's not that WordPress is bad and Ghost is good. It is really that Ghost came at a much later time and had the benefit of just looking at technology and picking the one that is the quickest and the fastest, right? It's always so, fast in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. So. Well, yeah. Sometimes it could be blocked down. Um, yeah, yeah it's, it's sort of difficult. But basically, Node.js, so there is a bunch of websites that are currently entirely betting on, on Node.js. Uh, one of them is Uber. Another one is Yahoo. Walmart is, is building most of its stuff in Node.js. There's like major technology companies that, are, that work on Node and make sure that Node is extremely, extremely fast. And um, the original tagline of Node was non-blocking I.O., right, which... Um, basically means that Node, let's just boil it down, Node is always going to be a little bit quicker than PHP unless you have a lot of resources to optimize PHP to hell and back, uh, which some companies do, right? Like WordPress squeezed the very last inch out of PHP. But in general, if you're a small developer team, Node.js is going to be faster just because of the newer technology, right? And if you have new technologies, you always... Um, you don't have all that legacy to worry about. Is it, uh, very, is it very common that you use, just use Node.js, or is it ExpressJS that are the most common ra the framework that you have about Node.js to, get, uh, to run web pages and such stuff? Uh, Express is pretty common. Um, 
Ghost is not directly using. Wait, actually, let me just make sure I'm not saying anything dumb. Um, I can very quickly tell you whether or not Ghost is using uh, Express. But um, Express, like any other frameworks that allow you to run um, servers inside Node.js, are really just wrapping um, APIs that are available in Node.js. So it's not it's not like either Node.js or Express. It's Express is essentially a little bit more features and a little bit more convenience. Um, so in that sense, you know, you can run Express, you can use anything else. Oh, and by the way, notice, uh, sorry, Ghost is totally using Express. Um, disregard anything I said earlier about Ghost not using Express, it totally is. Um, so yeah, Express is just a framework that makes this whole HTTP flow really, really convenient for the developer. Yeah, and it's the, rather popular in the Node.js world. Right, mm. and then so that's the one. That's the one piece, right? So that's just how you serve files and how you do the very basics of managing all the backend and managing all the logic. Um, so that's where you basically lose one piece because if you think about if you think about um, uh, WordPress at the very basic at the very basic level, what you need is PHP to run your logic, and then you also need a server uh, like Apache or IIS to serve serve your you know to be your web server, and Ghost doesn't really need any of that. Ghost just needs Node.js, and then you're done. Um, and then if you look at the database piece, which is how do you store all the information, your blog posts, your tags, your users, and so on. Um, again, Ghost just had the benefit of coming later at a later time and looking at what is the best what are the best available solutions and picking those, right? So um, there's this new movement around called NoSQL, and you can like follow it and not follow it. But there's also something called SQL Lite, which is a very light, lightweight implementation of SQL, um, and it's just file-based. There's just like a little database file on your disk, and that's how it works. Um, and Ghost comes with all the drivers, and if you don't configure it to do anything else, it's just going to keep its database on the file system. And it's extremely quick, by the way. That's something I keep hearing. The next question is usually, how good is SQL Lite? And my response is always, do you have more than a million posts? Um, SQLite is extremely powerful today. And if you have less than a million posts, it's going to be totally fine. Yeah, um, and, and SQLite is very interesting because I work uh, with Windows, of course, and we use SQLite in, in uh, several products inside oh, Microsoft. Yeah. So, so it's, it's a really great uh, database, Lite. Thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Um, and again, if you don't want to use SQLite, Ghost also has the option of being used with uh, Postgres and any database that implements Postgres adapters, which is, you know, I don't want to get too technical here, but that's also very powerful. And then for the files, um, if you look at pictures and CSS files and everything else that needs to be sent to the client, um, again, there's like a simple solution that is going to be good enough for virtually every single block out there and then a really powerful solution. So if you want to do something simple, uh, it's just going to keep them on your hard drive and it's going to serve them from disk, right? So if you upload a picture, it's just going to put it in a folder and you're done with it. Sort of the same way WordPress does it. However, if you want to go really fancy, you can also use uh, you can also use CDNs, right? And have all your pictures being served from like a CDN server, like either the Azure CDN or Amazon's S3, right? So that's also possible. So I guess... I guess if you take all all that and put it together into one into one little statement, it basically means Ghost is extremely performant if you don't configure anything. Um, it just needs Node, and from that point on, it's going to be very very powerful already. 
Uh, as an architect, I'm I'm starting to thinking. Yeah, how, how do you do with the load balancing? How do you work with Azure storage and such things? And you have sold everything of that, I think. Or <laughs> how do you how, how do you get it to work in Azure? Uh, so here's the thing: you don't really have to worry about any of those things. You can just go with an Azure website, because again, I keep hearing that from people that have these worries. Um, but unless you have more than a, the numbers, or you can always randomly pick the number. But I'm going to give you an example, okay? Um, when big data first came around, everybody thought they were big data, right? People were like, "I have a gigabyte of data that's clearly big data," right? And the, the truth is that big data really only starts at like multiple terabytes, um, and most people do not have big data. And in the same vein, most blogs do not have the amount of traffic that warrants worrying about load balancing. Um, like Stack Overflow, I don't know, do you happen to know Stack Overflow? Yeah, of course. Stack Overflow runs on 23 machines. 23, right? Unless your website is as big as Stack Overflow, it will be boring one machine. Like if you take one machine that is responsible for your blog, or you post like little posts like my blog, right? Like how many people go on my blog? I don't know, maybe a thousand a day? That would already be crazy. Um, a machine can like, especially Node.js, it can handle like thousands of people in a second. Um, and if you scale that up. So most people shouldn't really worry about load balancing or CDNs or any of that stuff because most people won't need it. But, but load balancing is not only to, for performance, it's for failover. Right. But even then, I mean, if you use it in Azure, you can just make an Azure website and have the failover work automatically. Um, but I guess I'm just, I'm just super critical whenever people tell me that they need all that stuff. But if you do need it and you want to you make it run, it's obviously pretty simple, especially if it's all file-based, right? So Ghost is entirely file-based. And most of the time, what's going to happen is that it's going to be entirely read operations, meaning that all Ghost has to do is to serve the data that is already in the database. And in the same vein, um, if you just take that blog and put it on a second machine and just make sure that the files are synchronized, everything is going to be fine. And if you go, for instance, with the normal Azure failover, uh, you know, the normal web app failover that we have, that is going to work out of the box. You just go to like the little configure page and say, please make sure that my website is always, you know, failover, make that setting, and then it's just going to work. Do, do we have any support for, for our database technologies such as SQL Server or DocumentDB? Uh, not at the moment because it's not really necessary. Okay. Mm. Mm. A lot of the people have made it work that really want to do just as a technical exercise, right? Um, because especially especially uh, connecting Microsoft SQL to Postgres is possible and has been done before. Um, but it's like, again, it's sort of overkill. Uh, it's not entirely necessary. Why have uh, Ghost chosen Postgres uh, instead of other uh, open source database technologies such as, of course, MySQL or something like that? Uh, I don't really know. Uh, the decision was made before it came, but I think one of the big reasons is that um, underneath it's using a technology called Next, uh, Next.js. Um, it's just a data store, basically data store abstraction um, that allows you to in node talk to this framework and then this framework is going to make sure that it ends up in a database. And I think next support for uh, next support for Postgres is just way better than for anything else. Mm, okay. Yeah. And it supports Postgres, MySQL, 
Maria, SQLite, and Oracle. And I think Ghost just looked at that and was like, all right, we're going to pick Postgres, SQLite, and that's going to be it. Uh, another question. Uh, last week, I have a, a rather uh, big discussion on Twitter about uh, uh, great blog editors. Uh, we have always have the live writer editor from Microsoft that are pretty old right now, and then we started to, to talk about why do you use HTML editors? Shouldn't you start using Markdown editors? And we were starting talking about different Markdown editors and how you export your Markdown to HTML that you can then import in WordPress and such thing. <laughs> so what, what's, could you, Ghost and Markdown, this is a, a happy marriage. Yeah, yeah. I think that was something, especially Hannah wanted from the start. Hannah, who's the CTO of Ghost. Um, I think Markdown is a beautiful format, especially for blog posts, because it covers so many things that you have in your posts anyway. And you probably also something you want to ensure is that once you move your data to another blog or another format or something, that your posts really are just data, right? So you say instead of instead of specifically formatting a certain header and your, all your paragraphs and stuff, you really just want the post in text format. So should you ever move to another blog, let's say in three years something comes out that is way better than Ghost. Ideally, you don't want HTML, right? Because HTML is usually styled. There's a lot of stuff in there that you don't want in there. Um, so I think Markdown is in fantastic format because it just, it's very simple. Basically, it says, hey, this is a header. This is some text. And this here is an image. That is a link. But you don't worry about any of the actual implementation. You just have this very, very simple format. And as you said, we also have uh, a large number of really powerful editors on any given platform, right? On Windows, on Mac, on Linux. Um, I have a really good Markdown editor on my phone, so it's a really lightweight format. So uh, the first thing I, I when I get in touch when I first saw Markdown was of course was GitHub. Is this the most popular uh, advocate for for Markdown, or is it used to, on on many platforms now? I think it's on more and more platforms. So WordPress just started implementing Markdown. Okay, I didn't know that. Right, but they still do this. Um, and that's that's legacy, right? That's where things get really, really difficult. But at least if you use WordPress.com, you can use Markdown. Um, you can also use Markdown for comments. But it's a little bit weird because you take Markdown and then you put it in HTML and then you take your HTML and put it into uh, you put it into your your post. It's like a, it's a little bit dirty. Mm, yeah, like yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think. Uh, all the people, I feel like I see Markdown everywhere these days. So GitHub definitely supports it. I know that we as Microsoft support it in a bunch of places. Um, it's very interesting to, to know that uh, all the documentation, for example, on Azure is in Markdown files on GitHub. Yeah, for instance, <laughs> right? That's one of, a, one of the great examples because, and that, by the way, is the same concept, right? Just, for, just in like way bigger, but that's exactly the same concept. If you look at the Azure documentation, we want a bunch of people to be able to write Azure documentation, even if they don't know how to build a website. Uh, we also want to make sure that all our documentation is in pure text format that we can, if you ever wanted to make a book, right? Done. Sure. Easy. We can just print it. It's just text, right? And we also want to make sure that all the Markdown in the Azure documentation, that we can very easily change the format. So if somebody looks at the actual documentation tomorrow and decides that, hey, I think all links should actually be purple, right? Um, he would just make the CSS setting and that would be it. Or if, if they were to say, hey, I think all lists should have this one specific bullet point, 
you could just do that because Markdown really is just text. One thing, I, I'm currently writing some hands-on lab on, on GitHub for, for IoT. And uh, I have a, I don't know if this is possible in Markdown, but you said you can use HTML uh, interween with, with Markdown. But I want to, to say that a, an image should be in, in a particular size. I want to shrink it a bit because it's too large. Can you do that in Markdown or do you need to use HTML or do you need to use, uh, uh, shrink the image in itself? Uh, depend. Do you mean Markdown in general or Ghost? Uh, uh, in general. So in general, and this is kind of cool about Markdown, if you don't want to use Markdown, you can immediately start writing HTML and it's just going to use the HTML. And the big benefit here is that nobody is going to change the HTML that you wrote, which, by the way, was one of the most infuriating things I've experienced about WordPress, is that it would not take your HTML right away. It would try to understand your HTML and then do things with it. Um, was, you know, annoying. <laughs> so, uh, great. It, you, I can even in GitHub, uh, the README documentation, use HTML if I want to. Yes, absolutely. Mm, great. Yeah. I didn't know that. So, great. Well, great. Uh, should we, um, it's soon, we soon need to, to, to close this interview. Uh, should we start uh, to, to, uh, in the Finnish discussion about how do you test drive Ghost? How do you install it and how do you test it if you're I, a beginner? I think I have a few ideas. So um, let's, start with, let's start with the Azure crowd um, because I think the Azure crowd is going to be really happy about that. Um, uh, do, do you have, Doc, do you, can you post links? You can, right? Yeah, I have show notes, so it's, okay. I can post links. Okay, so if people, or alternatively, people go to GitHub, to my GitHub, and then to the repository ghost-azure, ghost-azure, so that would be github.com slash felixreiseberg slash ghost-azure. Um, that is the current version of Azure with a giant deploy to Azure button. So you just hit that button, um, log in, and then immediately within like a minute, you have Ghost running on Azure, and you can just play with it. The alternative is, and that is also, I think, surprisingly easy, is that you go and install Ghost um, onto your local machine. So all you do is, uh, <laughs> essentially, you download the latest release of Ghost uh, from their GitHub, which is tryghost slash ghost, and... Uh, if you have Node.js installed, you just run npm install inside inside the uh, Ghost repository, and then you just write npm start once the installation has finished. Okay. It's too easy. It's pretty easy. Yeah. I think the, actually the Azure one is extremely easy, right? It's, it's yeah. like... I, I think the, the deploy to Azure is rather magic. <laughs> it's it's, it's yeah, too it's easy. Little, yeah. It's a little bit scary. So yeah. what's actually happening is, in order to run Ghost on Azure, you don't need a lot, right? But I made some, some configurations that uh, make sure that you can configure your domain and all those things inside the Azure control panel, and you don't have to worry about it. So basically, all that Deploy to Azure button is doing, it's creating a new website, and it's telling the website to download the information from GitHub, which also is really cool because whenever Ghost updates their, their Ghost version, you can hit that Synchronize button, inside Azure, the, this is like too technical now, but there's like a sync button inside the Azure management portal, which pulls down the newest version from GitHub. Um, so even updates are like one click. It's wow, great. great, because it was the next question, how do we update Ghost? But it's uh, very simple also. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, how do I import my blog into a Ghost 
from WordPress? Uh, I think for WordPress, a bunch of people have written various exporters and importers. So um, WordPress goes, just Google that. Uh, <laughs> this is like sort of hard, right? But if you just Google WordPress import ghost, um, people have done that a gazillion times. Um, so in WordPress, there's a, word, there's a ghost plugin, right? So in WordPress, you first install a ghost plugin, um, and that allows you to export all your information as Markdown and in a form that is usable for your, uh, for your um, ghost. Super That's great, Felix. Uh, last question. Do you know why it's called Ghost? No, I actually have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wonder. I asked about that at some point. <laughs> yeah, you need to do that because uh, yeah, I wonder if it should be a ghost in the systems or something like that. Okay. Thank you very much, Felix. This was a really great interview. And now I think I have the last straw, or what you say in English, to to now go and really try to move my WordPress blog to Ghost in Azure, of course. Thank you very much, Felix. Thank you for having me. Thank you.